Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Lord, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are here with us. We thank you for your word. We thank you for worship. And we just look to you this morning. We worship you this morning. We lift up the name of Jesus. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we lift up the name of Jesus. And we ask that you would speak and that you would strengthen us in every way that you intend in Jesus' name. Amen. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, it's great to see you guys today and uh, great to sing again this week, wasn't it? It was a little awkward last week, I think we, uh, we must admit. But um, hey, it's, it was just a short burst. So um, yeah, we're very, very blessed. I want to explore briefly today because this is a topic we could go on for, well, probably months, if not years. Where is God's presence. Where is God's presence? Most of you, like me, there are seasons and things come and go. And the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being like the wind. We don't know where he comes from and we don't know where he goes. And for some reason, God pours out his presence very tangibly sometimes and then at other times he is very withheld. I want us to start reading in Psalm 139, Psalm 139, and it says in verse 7, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become become the night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. It can be confusing sometimes when we're going through life, when we've had seasons in the past we can look back to and we can see God did some really big stuff. And have you ever got to the stage of praying where you've prayed the same prayer so many times, it feels like it's basically dry dust. It's not even worth praying anymore because you've prayed it so many times and it hasn't returned to you. Well, just like Karen was sharing this morning on sowing and reaping, prayer is sowing and reaping. And that same principle of sowing and reaping works in prayer. Whatever you've been asking him for, maybe for months, maybe for years, maybe for decades, it will not fall flat. His word doesn't return to him void. It doesn't return to him powerless. God has this incredible way of testing us, training us, but then just at the right time, just at that right moment, he breaks through. Have you ever noticed that it's just when you're nearly going to give up? You're nearly going to let go. 
And then he finally comes through. Almost to the point that when he comes through, you literally are like, oh, it's about time. I'm too exhausted to even celebrate. We've been like that a few times in our journey where we've really been contending for something. Something big, something major, and maybe it's been years and we've even fasted and prayed and we've really sought God for some things. And then he finally, after you think you've already broken and you've almost let go, he finally comes through and then you're so knackered in your prayer life. You just literally just go, all right, this, this is good. But there's a, there's a saying that says, the teacher is silent during the test. And this is exactly true of a classroom test, but it's true of us also. There are tests in our life that come and go, and sometimes the teacher is silent during the test because we're seeking him out. I want to explore three areas that most of you will know this about God, But I want to explore these different avenues because they help us discover more about the heart of God and why he does things. The first thing is he's omnipresent. Second thing is he's omnipotent. And the third thing is he is omniscient. Or in modern day language, he's all present, he's all powerful, and he's all knowing. And when we acknowledge these things about God, where can we go from his presence? Absolutely nowhere. There's no corner of this earth that you and I can hide where he is not there. Even if we go to a place where we think, God, I'm sick of you. I'm sick of this life. I'm sick of journeying through this stuff. I don't even believe anymore. You know what? He still believes in you. His presence is still with you. And people are still praying for you. And just like sowing and reaping, there's spiritual transactions going on right now as we're sitting here this morning. People are probably praying for you. You're probably praying for other ones. Your heart might be just conscious of other people this morning. So there's hundreds and hundreds of spiritual transactions and sowing and reaping that are darting off into the heavens and coming back to earth right now. God is at work. He's at work in your life. He's at work in your relatives. He's at work all around because he's all present. And I love the next one. He's all powerful. I love this because there are times when we can feel powerless. We can feel like, God, where are you? You know, a decade ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you were moving so powerfully. I... I, I've got to the stage where I love reminiscing about moves of God, but I've got kind of annoyed when I'm praying to God, not not when I'm talking to anyone else, but I'm praying to God because I'm like, it's about time again. God, it's about time again. You're stretching us. Spiritually, it's, it's, it's dry. It's not like it was 20 years ago. And the good thing is this. God continually has these cyclical moves where he comes again and he pours out his spirit in tangible, powerful, contagious ways. I've got this funny thing that I I like looking at uh, investing opportunities. And there's one uh, professional property guy and he's, he's very knowledgeable and he's studied the last 500 years of the property market. That's a long time to study. 
500 years, and he's made up a clock, which he calls the real estate clock. And let me give you a secret. There's an 18-year cycle to his real estate year uh, clock. And, um, and we're, we're, we're on the up curve right now, and he believes until 26, okay, 2026. That's, that's what his advice is. So don't take my word for that. Don't go out and invest on the, on the basis of that. But there are cycles and patterns. When you study history, you can see a little bit into the future. And it's exactly the same with our all-powerful, ever-present, all-knowing God. He moves in cycles. He moves in seasons. And he never lets things dry out for too long. And so we can always look to the horizon and say, come again, Holy Spirit. Come again, Holy Spirit. But during that time, he promises that he's always with us. Whatever you are going through right now today, whatever you're believing him for, he is right in front. He is right in front of you. And even though we may not be able to feel him, some of you may be at the greatest season of your life where you're feeling his presence all the time because we're always in different situations and scenarios. Whatever it is, he already knows the answer. He already knows the solution. He's planning those things ahead of us. Psalm 37 says this. It's my favorite psalm. Psalm 37, verse 3 and 4. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. If you are in a dry season, if you are in a season where you can look back and you can see things, God moving in the past, but he's not moving in the same way now, you're in good company. Every single believer throughout history has had this. C.S. Lewis wrote about his dark seasons very, very radically, very deeply. He wrote about it as, as if the, you know, the, the lights were out of the house and the door was bolted shut you know, three times over. That's how it can feel sometimes. And yet God is right up in our face. He's all around us. He's listening. He's watching. Maybe like the teacher, he's silent during the test. What are we going to do? Are we going to befriend faithfulness? Befriending faithfulness means believing him in the desert. Believe him in the dry season because the wet season's not far away. The rain is never that far away. Why? Because he knows everything. He knows everything about you. He knows every prayer, every hurt, every anxiety, every doubt, every fear, all of it. He knows none of it's a surprise. You know what? Even all the sin, he knows it all. He knows everything and he still loves you. He still adores you. He's still chasing you down. He hasn't given up on you. There's no one person that he has created that he wants to just bypass and pass over and give gifting to someone else. He's always waiting, always present, knowing that there'll be seasons where we come and go. But all the while, he is available. And this is something about God that whether we feel him or not, he's always available. He's always accessible. We may not feel the response that we're after. I know that, you know, if it were my choice, I'd just bombard the earth with revival tomorrow and just save billions of people, and it would be done. 
you know, a supernatural nuclear bomb just all over earth and, you know, just blast the media, blast Hollywood, blast everything, everyone. But for some reason, God has his own ways and his own plans. We don't know where he comes from or where he goes, but he chooses to use you. He chooses to use your prayers. He chooses to use your doubts, your insecurities. For some reason, you are a filter of the kingdom of heaven. And so when he chooses to breathe on us, a little bit of us gets used in the process and the plans of God. You are part of his plan. Don't doubt your significance in the kingdom of God. Because just like that psalm says, when we learn to befriend faithfulness and we trust in the Lord and do good and we dwell in the land, whatever that land looks like, dwell in it, befriend befriend faithfulness. And this is what it says he'll do. He will give you the desires of your heart. Why? Because he loves you. And he knows that ultimately the desires in your heart are his desires. And you desire good things, even though there's maybe a war raging inside of you saying, oh, I want to give up. I want to let go. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. These, these are all the things that every single human being faces this stuff. And maybe you're in a, a, a stormy season. Maybe you're in a drought. It's okay. God's there right with you. He's right there. All powerful, all knowing, ever present, all the way around you. And he's saying, trust me and do good. I want to give you the desires of your heart. Because he's created us in his image. And if we're created in his image, then he knows that deep down at the core of who we are, we have his desires at heart. We've said this many times, but when we were spending time with Wayne and Irene from Germany, one thing they would say to us many times if we were doubting or if we were just, you know, when, particularly when Karen was sick and we're just questioning stuff uh, and maybe something would come out. It's like, ah, oh, maybe this or maybe that, doubts and fears. And they'd say, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's not who you are. That's not who you are. And so that's what we say to each other now. And, and that's what I'm saying to the crows right now. That's not who you are. There are all port power. I mean, take your choice. There are many times where you're going to have to stare in the mirror and say, that's not who you are. That is not who you are. The way you're talking, the way you're thinking about yourself, that is not who you're created to be. There's situations that you're, maybe you're facing it right now. That you're here this morning just to hear me say this one thing and I promise I'll finish in the next minute so that I don't ramble on and you forget why you're here in the first place. It's because that's not who you are. You've been thinking like someone else. You've been thinking like that old person that you used to be. Maybe someone's trying to remind you. Maybe the enemy's trying to remind you of someone you're not actually created to be. You're created to be a son or a daughter of the living God. And that's who we're all created to be, in His presence, in His power, in His knowledge. And so sometimes we might need to just keep reminding ourselves, that's not who you are. You're thinking like someone else. You're thinking like something else. That isn't who you are. Or maybe, you know, close, close trusted relatives, I would say you could say this too. 
That's not who you are. You say it in love. That's not who you are. You're way better than that. You're much, much higher than that. You've got much more gifting and talent and calling and strength and power residing inside of you. I believe that this is one of the enemy's plans. Because he's the king of divorce, he's the king of divorce. He wants to split marriages. He wants to split people. He wants to divide churches. But he also wants to divide us from ourselves, divide us from our own godly nature. That's why he comes at us with, with opposite weapons and arrows of doubt and fear. But then we have to remind him, and sometimes this is why we have to stand on the Word of God. We have to say, no, not today. I'm not accepting those arrows anymore because that's not who I am. That's not who I was created to be. I want you to stand and I want the band to come up. I promised I'd be short, didn't I? I'm not bad at that. It's one thing I've learned over the years. Never promise that and go too long. Never. You don't get an invitation next Sunday if you do that. Awesome. Awesome. You might need to even just remind yourself right now, that's not who you are. You've been thinking like someone else. You've been thinking like the 10-year-old version of you or the 50-year-old version of you, whatever it is. You've been thinking way back. You've been having thoughts that are not your thoughts. There's someone else's thoughts. Or maybe there's someone else's thoughts about you. That's not who you are. That's not what you're created to be. It's not a son or a daughter of the living God, a royal priesthood. I want you to lift your hands and just bask as a son or a daughter of the living God this morning. I want to remind you of who you are. That's my mandate this morning, is to remind you of who you are. You are a son or a daughter of the living God. You are not beneath, you are above. You are not lesser than, you are higher than. You are not powerless, you are in His all-powerful, loving embrace. The situation is not disastrous. He will provide the solutions. Depression and anxiety and nervousness and all of this stuff will not overtake you because He is all-powerful. Trust in the Lord and do good. And when we do this, He will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you the desires of your heart. So I want you just to wait on Him this morning He's all-powerful, all-knowing, but He's also ever-present. He's here right now this morning. Whatever you're facing, whatever situation you're going through, I want you just to receive from Holy Spirit this morning. And whether you feel anything or not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You might just need to let stuff go. Let go of the doubts. Let go of the fears. Let go of the anxieties, the worries. Just let them go. Let them go. Let them go this morning. Let today be a day where you just lay down. Lay down stuff. 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 You might lose five kilos of baggage in the process. It's amazing what we carry around sometimes. So, Lord, we just give it to you this morning. We give it to you this morning.
Lord, we just give you stuff this morning. We ask that you'd take away what should not be there and that you would awaken and arise in us who we are called to be in Christ. I pray that mantles would be released today, that faith would be released today, that belief and hope and destiny would be implanted and rise up within us today. Lord, that you'd shake off what needs to be shaken off. Holy Spirit, that you would fill us with your presence. You'd fill us with your power. And Lord, we look to you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. And we pray that you would show us who we really are. Show us who we really are in Christ. Thank you, Lord. We're going to worship for a couple of minutes. I want you just to worship with me. Hang around. Lift your hands. Lift your voices. We're just going to, we're going to lift the roof off in faith this morning. And as we do that, we're singing. We're giving glory to Him. We're giving honor to Him. And we're believing Him for tomorrow. We're believing Him for fresh new things. Because remember, that's not who you are. You're a son or a daughter of the Most High. Let's worship Him this morning.